man, he got some good news for you. Hey, everybody, gather near. The doctor's in the house, so lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The know what's bothering you. The doctor is in the house. If you have a pain, call a doctor. If you have a sprain, call a doctor. Let the doctor know what you're going through. Let him tell you what's good for you. Because the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Call the doctor. 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 Tell me what's happening there. Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in the house. This is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, with at least our 50th episode of this year in our sixth season. This program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. Thank you, Mr. Argawal, the founder of Feedspot. Uh, their panel still has us in the top 50 doctor podcasts on the web. That's feedspot.com. And I do welcome you with an attitude of gratitude. And I have to continue to tell you that your critical thinking is more important now than ever. But, but more and more people are unable or unwilling to imply logic and rationality. And if you don't do it, the qualities will diminish in importance. And they won't serve you and they won't be a useful tool so that you can de distinguish what is true and what is not true. So remember, your diet is not only what you eat, is what you watch, what you listen to, what you read, the people you hang around. Be mindful of the things you put into your body emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And again, I wish you, I welcome you to today's program. And this, we have a, a crisis in experts. Foreign policy, law enforcement, science, education, and now the medical intelligentsia. The problem is they have become highly politicized. Some even now think they should be deciders rather than advisors. 
And you know who I'm talking about. This person wants to put laws down and lock us up again. He's an advisor, not a decider. That remains with the Congress. And that attitude doesn't make policy more expertly based. It makes expertise more politically motivated, which is to say it ceases being an expert at all. So let's start out today with a show that's going to talk a little bit. I'm not going to have a long program today about health span and lifespan. Because human lifespan has expanded, but human health span has not. So a lot of people, at the, although they're living long, may be suffering toward the end of, of their lives with a chronic and debilitating disease. But keep this in mind. The inventor of the treadmill, he died when he was 54 years old. The inventor of gymnastics died when he was 57. The world bodybuilding champion, a world a world bodybuilding champion, died at age forty one. Maradona, the best footballer in the world, died at age sixty. Jimmy Fix, credited with helping start America's fitness revolution by popularizing the sport of running, died of a heart attack while jogging at fifty two years of age. But Think of this, the KFC inventor, he was 94 when he died. The inventor of Nutella, Nutella, he died when he was 88. And would you imagine this, the cigarette maker Winston, he died at 102. The inventor of opium, he died at 116 in an earthquake. And the Hennessy liquor inventor died at age 98. So how are we coming to the conclusion that exercise prolongs life? The rabbit is always jumping up and down, but only lives two years. And the turtle that doesn't exercise at all lives over a hundred years. So in this time that we have so much fear, my message is take some time to rest, chill, eat, drink, and enjoy your life. Because only you can do it. This, this, we are just uh, gripped in this trial of fear right now. Okay. And uh, we'll get more, talk more about this on Saturday, but uh, you know how I feel about it. So there was a, there's a writer named Bill Sardi. And uh, he's the one that, wrote an article about life extension and longevity. Okay, because that's one thing, how long people live. Health extension, that's quite another. And we should have both together. You don't want to have one without the other. So over the past 120 years, we have increased longevity by 30 years. A healthy life expectancy at birth now is 70, more or less 78.9 years. For a female, 68.5 years. 
for a male. And, and remember, this has been going down. But this extra lifespan has not been accompanied by a health span extension where you're healthier as you live longer. And as many seniors know who are average about five medications apiece, it's been a costly war by overdrugging and treating each and every chronic age related, related disease separately. And now we don't have a family doctor. We have a lung specialist, a kidney specialist, a heart specialist, a skin specialist, a foot specialist, a wrist specialist. You know, so there's no each and every disease has a different specialist. And as uh, Dr. Albert Bress, my medical teacher in medical school, said, you know, medicine. Now this is back in the early '60s. If it's high, lower it. If it's low, higher it. Well, modern medicine does a pretty good job of, of uh, lowering numbers, huh? Cholesterol, blood sugar, et cetera. But we don't get to the cause, the splinter of the disease, aging. So we want to try and have health span catch up with lifespan so you don't suffer through those last years of life. And of course, there's always the automobile analogy. Uh, you know, if you take care of your car, like you take care of your body and only like drive your car on Sundays, never take it out in the rain, it's not going to rust out. But one thing you cannot compare is that the self, the body is self-repairing. The human body is incredible. Could you imagine if uh, Henry Ford made one vehicle and actually took care of itself and re repaired itself? Cannot happen with that, but a human body can do that. But and it's a challenge, but we're, there is some progress being made because we do know how to invigorate and charge up these old cells to make them young again. And I've talked about this in the past. The mitochondria are the engines of the cell. They're the energy producing compartments, but we're not really getting it applied to modern day medicine. And mitochondria like your your growth hormones, like your systemic enzymes, like dopamine, they decrease as you age. And so by the time you get to 80, you probably only have 4% of your mitochondria that are operable. doesn't mean they're, they're gone, but they're the only ones operating. What if you could recharge those mitochondria? Get them to renew themselves. Wouldn't that be great? Dr. Olshansky writes, if we continue to attack chronic, fatal, and disabling diseases in the future, as we have in the past, we might very well succeed in postponing death, but the price of this success will likely be a rise in the prevalence of, and severity of aging-related conditions. And that might not be favorable.
the trade-offs may no longer be favorable as increasingly large segments of the population survive deeper into the red zone. This, these are his words, a period in the lifespan when frailty and disability rise exponentially. So he, he, he says that, quote, health extension should, should supplant life extension as the primary goal of medicine and public health. In other words, we should make, make uh, an, an effort to extend health, not only life. Chronic, non-communicable, like non-infectious disease, results in 72.3% of the deaths. That's why it could be helped. So, we can address those chronic diseases. We can have people live healthier, not only longer. And we will be addressing the cause of aging rather than treating each and each and every chronic disease that occurs as we get older. And you know, you have how many times you ever heard bone on bone, arthritis, spurs, you know, fatigue. And of course, actuaries can always come up with dollar figures. It's trillions of dollars they say we could save by doing this. Most of the gains in, in life expectancy have been made by the elimination of causes of death at the beginning of life. And we, children make it through uh, the birthing cycle. You know, prematures make it where they never did before. But the, the challenge is what do you do with an old body? We don't want it to be like an old car that can't repair itself. But theoretically, we should be able to recharge those mitochondria and get, the, get, get things going again. So we have to get used to talking about chronological or calendar age and biological age, the healthy, how healthy you feel. A recent analysis showed that longevity risk adjusted global age of a 55-year-old Swedish male is 48. In other words, he's 55 years on the calendar, but he acts and his body responds like a 48-year-old. Whereas, whereas that same 55-year-old in Russia, he's closer to 67. So... Hopefully in the future, we'll start making these assessments. And, and the, the people that are working here don't think it's going to be terribly expensive. I mean, they're mentioning even metformin. Well, I don't recommend this, by the way. Metformin is an anti-diabetic drug. But now it's being repurposed as a life-extending drug. And it looks like there's some statistics that show that it can extend life from anywhere from 1.7 to 2.5 years. 
And that's important because, as I said last week, you're not bound by the fate of your grandparents, your family, because the genes you inherit from them only represent 2% of diseases. And our genes, are they're dynamic. They change. They can change. So you have genetics and, and what we now call epigenetics. They are altered by lifestyle. And um, this, this is a whole field of epigenetics. First brought to, to me and, and our listeners here at Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored by Dr. Russell Jaffe. He, he's so ahead of his time. And epigenetics trumps genetics every, every time. For example, you hear a lot about intermittent, intermittent fasting. Well, starvation sends a survival signal to activate certain genes, which in turn renew your mitochondria. And those mitochondria batteries get charged on, get turned on, and then they can be recharged. So even though you may have had a family member die early at age 57 or so from a heart attack and your mother die young, it may not, you may not have to go through that same fate. There's reports out there that, that talk about epigenetic aging can be reversed in humans. Again, metformin uh, drives some genes that uh, can make you live longer. But you know what? Those of us who like red wine, there's something there that's also pretty good. And it won't deplete vitamin B12 like metformin will. It will not cause your brain to shrink and, and uh, have effects on your mental performance like metformin will. And it's called res reversitrol, resveratrol. Sorry about that. And uh, we have to do some research into this. I do have to do it for you to see uh, which products really have been demonstrated to renew mitochondria. We know that they can, the real uh, pure ones. But we have another problem. You know, doctors today, they're, they're bound by the clock and their, and their iPad. And so you come in, you have a problem. They say, well, let me put you on this drug. We'll see you in a month. We'll do some blood tests. And as I said last, uh, on the weekend, there's even financial incentives today for doctors to give you vaccines because they get a bonus. There's a profit motive in medical care today. And you know, if we renewed mitochondria and if we helped to reverse aging, you know what that would do? Doctoring would go down as we know it. Not as the naturopaths practice it, not as the uh, natural practicing physicians, but for the Rockefeller pharmaceutical medical profession. It will be horrible for them. 
But you know what? So what what have we always talked about? It's not going to come from from them. So you got to opt for the opt out for this alternative on your own. So what is good for doctors is not necessarily good for you because of the financial incentives that reward treatment. Do you think the pharmaceutical companies want you cured? No, they want you to to be on a refill program. So we have to, I have to do some work and find out a brand of resveratrol that is uh, undergone testing because that would be a great addition to your vitamin program. And maybe that's why there's a current effort to force all nutraceuticals to have toxicity testing. Even though, as I've been saying, there have been no deaths from vitamins, supplements at all. Again, this has been confirmed by America's largest database, the American Association of Poison Control Centers. I'm sure the nutraceuticals would love to have a a four-month process to be approved like Pfizer just went through. You know, and, and Pfizer's shot changes your genes associated with anywhere between 13,000 and 45,000 deaths. But they want these nutraceuticals to undergo extensive testing, even though there has been no reported deaths from resveratrol or any other vitamin or herb or homeopathic remedy. And they can't even have a health claim. And a lot of dietary supplements can actually duplicate prescription drugs without the side effects. But you're going to see more and more of this. I forget which senator's already proposing to ban vitamin supplements. You want to get a little bit involved with your local politicians on this one. Let them know in no uncertain terms that dietary supplements are to remain available to you without extra costs for needless testing because their safety has been proven over decades. Go to the uh, archives of the American Poison Control Center. So we want to talk about living healthier and living longer and having the two pretty much coincide. In order to do that, I have uh, spoken to a friend of mine and an expert in the field of cardiac resuscitation, stress, 
and a, uh, a person who has spoken just about all over the United States and written books. His name is Mr. Frank Poliafico. Maybe you have gotten some email saying it from the Mayo Clinic or from John Hopkins telling you you should how to breathe and how to cough and so forth if you're having chest pain. Let's see if that's true or not. Let's see what the this expert who has years and years of experience, let's see what his advice is if you're having chest pain at home, what you or the, your family should be doing for each other. And because of this fear that we've all been experiencing and that mainstream media has promulgated so that we hear it every day, yeah, we have a lot of stress, so we have to learn how to deal with that. We'll have Mr. Polyafko on in two weeks. And we really have to always continue to sift through the what they say there is these so-called bureaucratic political experts who have not been right, including Fauci, since the beginning. And I hope that you will uh, pre-order uh, Robert F. Kennedy's book on Fauci. We talked about that on Sunday. He has a new book out called America's Doctor coming out in November. And he talks about how he survived 50 years as a J. Edgar Hoover of public health, always prioritizing big pharma profits over the well, our welfare. And that's what we talk about with, with uh, longevity. Why can't we do it with supplements? Why can't we do it with, with red light therapy, ozone? Why can't we talk about that without our podcast being taken off the air. So the pill for every ill, huh? That's what they want. So what can you do today? Well, you know what? Making music's pretty good for your mind and body. Singing can improve your breathing. Playing an instrument, concentration, and cognitive functions. And you know, when you listen listen to music, it can reduce uh, stress and improve your sleep. You know what you might want to try doing during this time of lockdowns? Is stand on one foot because balance is really important, especially as we age. Because it can decrease you know, our risk of falls. And the, uh, you know, beside the fractures, which are really could be life-threatening, any the other injuries that occur with lack of balance. So yoga, tai chi, you know, gentle martial arts. You don't have to take classes. Simply standing on one foot for a few minutes each day and then increasing that, that'll help you with your balance and coordination. That'll help you with de-stressing, but stress is not all bad, you know. You have a lion's chasing you. You uh, want to get the heck out of there, but you don't want a lion. You don't want to feel like a lion's chasing you, even when the lion is not there. So, chronic stress can 
affect our immune system. We have too much cortisol. And what have we said? You have to have a superior interior. You cannot afford to have a bad immune system. And that will eventually affect your cardiovascular system. So meditation, laughing, telling jokes, being involved. Good for your health. Okay, especially during these these trying times. And I've talked about it. Everybody talks about it. Prioritize your sleep. You need a, a good restorative sleep. Because why? Because if you don't get it, you're not going to have the immunity you need. And that's the secret of survival. Just so you know. There's roughly 60 trillion bacteria and 380 trillion viruses in your system. So these guys are there. They're not all there to hurt us either. There's more DNA from them than there is human DNA. But we have to have a good, strong immune system. So add fruit and veggies to your to your meals. You know, maybe uh, you don't like it, but you should try it. So add some of that produce to at least one meal and then go to more meals. Okay, figure out a way to do it. Cross train your brain. You know, we cross train our body, but we want to keep our brain and intellect sharp. Crossword puzzles, huh? Doing a regular puzzle. And then, then maybe, you know, some of the creative arts like uh, arts and crafts. Making music, they're great for your brain. And the number one cause of longevity, the number one issue is social interaction. And so let's get friendly during these tough times because social interaction can ward off depression and stress. And that's according to the Mayo Clinic. Okay, so it's really important. And we have to keep moving because running water doesn't freeze. And exercise is linked to good health. But I'm not talking about running a marathon like we talked about gym fix. And, you know, we're not talking about that. But any sort of bodily movement. Can boost uh, your flexibility and strength. You know, set a, set a, a sand timer if you're at your desk. You know, make sure you don't you don't sit for longer than thirty minutes without getting up and moving around. And go outside, please. Go outside, get some vitamin D, natural vitamin D from the sun. If you can, walk barefoot and get some good grounding and get in touch with the earth. If you have to go to a park or some natural environment. Those of us in Florida can go to the beach and walk on the sand, spend some time with nature. But two hours a week, they say, is good. And it doesn't have to be done all at once. So that goes along with what we've talked about in the past of how to get healthy, you know, by eating, eating good, getting off of sugar. And include some nuts and coconut in your diet. And please avoid soda and artificially sweetened drinks. 
Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, there's some, some points for living healthy. And so we get our health span to catch up to our lifespan so that we can be healthier as we age. So this is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. We'll see you this weekend. See what's new in the uh, COVID arena. And then we'll be continue to have programs about longevity and health. Because it's okay to talk about COVID, but if we don't control our fear and control our anxiety and get outside and breathe some good oxygen, you know, we're in trouble. We're in real trouble. So aging is not a disease, ladies and gentlemen. It's a natural process. We're all going to experience it, but we want to do it right. And we want to make our older, older years satisfying and happy. You know, and doctors know a lot, right? They know a lot about masks, <clears throat> but, but they're keeping their mouth shut. They are not stepping up to the plate. Now, some of it is because they don't want to lose their jobs. Some of it may be because they just uh, they haven't been keeping up with the literature, just what the uh, bureaucratic political scientists are telling them. But we got we don't want to have belong to that religion of, of ignorance, huh? We want to be informed. We want to be informed so we know what we're doing. We don't want to be used. We don't want to be abused. We don't want to be schooled and we don't want to be fooled. Okay. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Hey, everybody. Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. When the doctor is in the house So if you have a pain Call the doctor If you have a strain Call the doctor Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house See you next week